Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider on Promo Corner. I am Stephen McFadden, one of your hosts, and joined today by... Uh, one co-host today, hopefully uh, we'll get a, a guest appearance by a second and our special guest, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, but before we do, I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor this week, which is Tervis Promo. Check out TervisPromo.com for all of your drinkware needs. Tervis has added our stainless established line about two years ago with the goal of being better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art custom 360 degree UV printing available in four sizes, 12 ounce, 20 ounce, 30 ounce, and 24 ounce water bottle. And now the 24, 30, 40 ounce wide mouth bottles. Back to the five-year warranty, 18 by eight copper line, vacuum insulated, eight hours hot, 24 hours cold. So check out turvispromo.com and you won't be sorry that you did. So first want to get over to our co-host Meg Herbert. How are you doing today? Hey, Stephen. Man, are we all dealing with some crazy times right now? Ugh. I know, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be we, like um, that sometimes, Meg. <laughs> it'd be like that, you know? Yeah, our whole family was sick last week and we were just pumped full of vitamins and ready to go. But I don't know, here we are. And uh, I'm just super excited that Catherine was able to come on. Um, yeah. Just stoked, super stoked. So Catherine, oh, I'm, I'm doing great. I mean, I'm, I'm healthier than I was last week, which is why I wasn't able to make it. Um, I'm excited for a show next week. Um, Getting through the beginning of 2022, relearning how to write dates again, because I just learned how to add 21 and now I'm wrong again. So, um, so there's that, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I think we have a lot to talk about today, so um, it'll be, it'll be interesting, but our guest today is Catherine Graham and Catherine, um, traditionally when we have a guest, we give, we like to give our guest three to four minutes to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you got into the industry, um, anything you want us to know about who Catherine Graham is. So I will pass it over to you. And thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and it's so nice to see you guys. Um, so I'm the CEO of Common Skew. I got into the industry um, by surprise, I would say, about uh, 15 years ago. So surprise. you guys know my other half, my partner in crime, uh, Mark Graham. So he was uh, running Right Sleeve at the time, a uh, commercial products agency that uh, we had previously. And the business was kind of in growth mode. And um, I was home after the arrival of our first child, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my career next. And he's like, why don't you just come in and help out for a little bit? Uh, you know, with some of the growing pains we're going through right now, we were building technology, we were growing the team. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll just come here a little, help out a little bit before I go back to my corporate gig. <laughs> and um, next thing you know, 15 years later, uh, Hotel California, I have not left the industry <laughs> and can't imagine ever doing so. So it's, uh, I can tell you, it's um, an awful lot more fun than management consulting, which is what I was doing previously. <laughs> and 
um, yeah, can't imagine uh, doing anything differently right now. So it's been a, a crazy ride. Um, mm. 10 years ago, we spun CommSkew out um, to the software that we had built in-house to run Right Sleeve. We spun that out as its own um, company and we sold Right Sleeve um, two and a half years ago now uh, to Genumark, yeah. a fabulous company. And um, so yeah, that's what's been going on um, for the past while. And I've got you know three kids at home in online school right now. So if there's a bunch of background noise, we're just going to roll with that too. So. <laughs> Yeah, same here. Same here. Not online school yet, but the dogs are barking and I have kids yeah. home from college. So yeah, I remember when you and Mark um, first rolled out Common Skew. He, I think you guys sent me the um, a full zip hoodie and I proudly wore that like everywhere. I think I have like an OG hoodie. So I tried yeah. to dig it up, but it's like in a bag, like packed away somewhere. So it doesn't. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's funny. I I think you guys made a name for yourself with the 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 skew swag. I mean, there was always the the skew con event, and then I know you guys started rolling out um, sessions, which is was one of the sales uh, groups that you education sessions that you guys were doing as well. And I know that's always been a big component of common skew was just that skew community, right? You know, was the community of people, and then also adding these you know, networking events and education events. And, and traditionally you guys have a big one um, in Vegas every year, right? That's right. You know, the whole notion of events and kind of community has just been core from the beginning. And it, that mm. stemmed from the fact that, you know, as we were growing Right Sleeve, it's, it's a lonely journey. And, you know, you're going through all the stress of, you know, the challenges of running a business and, you know, constantly new things that you're coming across kind of every day. And, as we started to kind of form a, you know, a group around us of people that were in, you know, similar, had similar ways of thinking in terms of how they were thinking about their businesses, it just made it so much less lonely. We thought, wow, like, wouldn't it be way easier if we had, you know, this awesome community of people around us who are there to kind of support you in your journey and who you can talk to and, you know, get input from. And so that's kind of where this notion of, you know, what's baked into the platform at its core being kind of the community and where you can, you know, post and engage, but also that's where the um, event piece came into play. And, and mm. when we first kind of launched SKUCon um, many, many years ago now in uh, <laughs> Vegas, it was like, well, let's just make this happen in person and be able to kind of see people and, uh, and, and, hang, and you know, develop kind of your, your network and, and engage that way. You well, know, it's funny too. I, I think about some of the first session, first groups or uh, I guess SKU cons that I went to, and you can actually see how it aged because you guys would always have your kids as part of the videos. So, yeah. like every year, you can see the kids getting older, and you're like, "Wow, this event's uh, gone on for a while now. These are like adults on on film now." Yeah, totally. <laughs> now, now my oldest being far taller than me, he's like, "I'm way too cool to do those kind of videos anymore." So. <laughs> I remember when the little one was just a little redheaded and I was like, she's going to yeah. be an MMA fighter. How, like, how old is she now? Cause I don't know if my brain is ready for this. Like she, she's 12 and she is a badass wow. on the hockey rink. <laughs> so old. <laughs> well, uh, she, as much... she plays, she plays defense and she takes no, uh, she pulls no punches in front of the net, put it that way. <laughs> That's awesome. What sport does she play? Hockey. Hockey. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Of course. Yeah. Canadian. I mean, I, mean I know. Like, what kind of question? Like her mom, you know, just, just, just like her mom. So, did you, were you a defense too? I still am. Yeah. Oh, still am. <laughs> I've never been more intimidated. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, Catherine, I, I think, you know, we wanted to bring you on to, to really talk about SKUCon. It's such a great opportunity for, for distributors and suppliers. It's a great education platform. And 
And everybody who doesn't go every year has total FOMO. Um, so we wanted to bring you on to talk about that and everything that's gone into it, the thought process, the speakers, but I know that you have some, some news you wanna to share today and it's not easy, I know. So I'm gonna give you the floor to, to talk about that first and then we'll, then we'll get into to SpewCon and everything else that's happening, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we made the very difficult decision last night that we were gonna cancel the in-person portion of SpewCon. So this year we had decided from the get-go that we were gonna have a hybrid event. So we would have virtual and we would have in-person kind of knowing that with how fluid the situation is that there were agony people that may not be comfortable kind of traveling to Vegas and B that, that and even in normal years, not everyone on the team can necessarily go to Vegas. So being able to have a hybrid scenario from the get-go was always part of the strategy. And, um, you know, the decision last night was that, unfortunately, it seems to be a confluence of factors kind of <laughs> working against us, creating some pretty strong headwinds um, right now from, you know, we've heard from, you know, quite a few people that were, that wanted to cancel in person, switch their ticket to virtual, um, a bunch of people that have been impacted by kind of the flight disruptions and stuff that's going on there. And um, with, you know, the, the rise in cases and potential kind of labor shortage issues and all the rest, it just seemed to be kind of this swirling bunch of um, factors that were that were kind of working against us. So um, it was a an absolutely heartbreaking decision. It's a year that goes into planning, you know, these, know. these events Ugh. and, you know, so, so much effort and heart that, you know, that goes into it. Um, so the team is just is absolutely kind of devastated to have had to make the decision and we're so had been so looking forward to kind of seeing everyone in person. Um, but, you know, the, uh, the flip side of it is that we've actually decided to move the virtual event um, to Tuesday the 18th. So it will be, you know, after Expo, after kind of everyone is settled back in, um, can be, you know, focused on being able to do some kind of awesome learning. There will still be networking, you know, as we always have with our virtual events um, as well. So we're excited that that gives us the opportunity to be able to, you know, potentially extend kind of who's able to attend um, and, uh, and be able to make an, an awesome situation out of, you know, what's, uh, what 2022 has brought us thus far. So. Right. You're making that lemonade, Catherine. That's, you are making that lemonade. That is exactly <laughs> it. You got to just roll with it. So, you know, I think if anything, these last two years have taught us, um, is how to be flexible. And if we can't be, I mean, look at, look at Jeff. I mean, we still let him on the show when he looks like that. We're flexible, right? <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I am the queen of tech issues. It causes me into like severe PTSD. I, I think the first major one that I had was when I was on SkooCon at home. And mind you, I was nervous to the point where I was, I went to our family storehouse. I was like, there's nobody here. I'm like everything. Then the, the neighbor started mowing his lawn at the shore. There's like four feet of lawn. My in-laws came in with their dogs, their Bumpus's dogs were literally seconds before I come on. I'm like shaking. And then there was no audio and I'm sitting here just talking. <laughs> you absolutely rocked it. That was an awesome Dead. story that I still remember very well. <laughs> I blacked out. I don't even remember. So <laughs> I completely blacked out. I, I remember texting with you prior and how nervous you were. And as soon as you went on and there was no audio, I was like, Oh no, she's gonna she's gonna free. Like she's gonna, she's gonna lose it live, like in front of all these people. <laughs> I was like, and she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't reading the comments. 
but to your point like, around kind of you know flexibility like i think that's just it's yeah. such an important skill to have and like all of us have had to just really lean into that you know over the past yeah. two years and i think that that's um that that's a, a skill and capability that you know all of us will carry forward kind of from this experience mm. of, of covid and i think that's a good thing I mean, although obviously there's a lot of like really lousy things that have happened, you know, over the past two years, I think there have absolutely been some silver linings and that ability to kind of just roll with it and be a bit more relaxed about stuff is, is a good thing. <laughs> Definitely. So, so Catherine, are you guys going to transition any of the speakers that were maybe going to only be in live now to the virtual portion or was it kind of always a, an even event, if that makes sense? Yeah, it was always an even event. So we were okay. going to be broadcasting live um, from the Key Memory Live Center. So the we've been working with the speakers. Obviously, this is all very fresh in terms of yeah. last night, but everyone that we've reached, we've been able to connect with thus far has been like super supportive. Um, so you know, our, our keynotes, uh, Aaron Draplin, who is the you know legend in the design world, um, he's been incredibly supportive and is totally you know on board uh, with still doing the the opening keynote. And David Smith of Cotopaxi um, is our closing cool. keynote, and he's been incredibly supportive too. So both of them are are fully on board, and um, so we're excited about the, that. And thus far, kind of everyone else in between um, that we've heard from has been able to to commit. So we're confident that we're we're going to be able to put together an amazing um, schedule and uh and that's we're, it's, we're gonna roll with it it's gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> it will it will so can you give us a little bit of insight so let's pump it up because we, i think this virtual event is going to be awesome because a lot of people have unfortunately let, let me rewind a little bit it wasn't an easy decision for anyone to make a decision to not go to vegas i mean every single person that i've talked to thus far in this week starting on monday actually starting last week they've had extensive conversations with Tim Andrews over at ASI, with Dale Denham from PPAI. Um, and I don't think anyone really wanted to, but I think causing concern for their employees and then a lot of the smaller suppliers that have, you know, not as many people that can attend. And when they do, what if they get sick? They're already running on, on shorter production times. I'm sorry, opposite of that, longer production times because we have less people to work. The supply, it's been a nightmare. So just know, I think everyone that's listening, these decisions were not made lightly. I know we've all been discussing it. Um, I know SNS isn't going to go there and, and we're all beside ourselves as well, but we understand it is for the safety of, of our company, safety for our customers. I mean, what if I go, um, I get sick and I go see customers next week. I have actually two national sales meetings at the end of this month too. So I understand it from a, from a safety point of view, but just super disappointed because I really wanted to be there. Yeah, there's no question um, that it's a, an extremely challenging decision, and I think ultimately um, it will still be a great show. There are still I think it will be too. I think a lot of people, are, yeah, yeah, that are committed to going. Um, you know, a lot of distributors that are committed to going. Um, it'll certainly be you know smaller than in 2019 or 2020 rather. Um, but I think for you know for those that want to be there, they really want to be there, and I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So it, uh, say it was it was definitely not a decision kind of that we took lightly, and it was you know literally up until kind of you know at the last minute last night. There's still that that you know part of you that's like we just still really want to do this, you know. And so it's uh, you know it is what it is. But um, you know I think ultimately kind of the we we move forward, and I think the the beauty of you know a virtual event is that. Um, we've really kind of uh, mastered the skill of, of both putting it on. And I think for those who have been attending over the past two years, we've mastered the skill of, you know, attending virtual events and look at this right now. Like I think part of the beauty of, 
of the um, you know, skill set we've all developed kind of in this virtual capacity is it allows us to have totally different engagements than we would kind of otherwise in terms of reach and, and discussion and speakers and, and, and all the rest. So I think that um, it will still be awesome and it will still be awesome to kind of have the virtual networking afterwards. And even though it won't be live and it won't be hugs, so we'll, you know, we'll do some virtual, you know, hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I still, even though this is great, uh, uh, the, the virtual side of things is uh, tremendous. There's still that thing that's. And yeah. <laughs> He's going to leave us on the cliff with what are you going to say? What is it? Here. What is it? <laughs> I think he's going to say you still miss out on that, you know, that human interaction. Connection. I know it is. Yeah. Connection. For we sure. are. We definitely are. And I think that goes along with, with the FOMO of it all. You know, I know Jeff said, hey, after everyone else is, now we are too. And it just, I don't know. I think. We all kind of want to be there and we understand, but it just, it just sucks. But yeah, I don't know. So I want to hear more about these speakers. Like give us, give us some of the yeah. lineup, like get us excited. Like who, who are we looking forward to on, on yeah. Silicon? Yeah. So um, opening, as I mentioned, is uh, Aaron Droplin. So for those who are in the design world at all, he's a total legend. If you've ever carried a field notebook, you've carried his work. Um, he's definitely one of the most kind of sought after creators. I uh, loves merch. <laughs> he's a total blast. So I think he will not only be um, super informative, but also um, very entertaining, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, the, we're then doing a, a panel on um, emotional intelligence. So I think, yeah, given you know everything going on in the workplace um, these days, as people kind of transition to working in different ways and working with different kind of generations with Gen Z now becoming kind of um, the next generation kind of moving through uh, the workplace that emotional intelligence kind of plays, you know, a huge role in that. So we have an awesome panel kind of lined up for that. Um, we have another panel on uh, how to create a strategy for epic growth. So some powerhouse um, female distributor owners um, on that one with uh, Stephanie Leader, the CEO at Leader, Sandy Gonzalez, the CEO of Major Order, and Jill Hasbert, the CEO of Foxtrot. So that is gonna be um, super interesting in terms of just their strategies around a kind of, you know, how it is that they've grown um, in the past while, but also how they're thinking kind of going into 2022 of how to optimize growth. Um, and then- yeah, some, uh, another um, awesome individual speaker, Jeremy Picker of um, Amber 3. We creative. don't know him. Exactly. Yeah, know him. <laughs> so his is going to be a super kind of tactical session on how to stay kind of more relevant in tune with today's buyer and but how to kind of be responsive to you know changes in how it is that buyers are buying and how to lead your customers better kind of around how it is they make merge decisions. Um, so as, all, as you all know, he's super engaging and, and love awesome. him. Yeah, yeah love very him. excited. He's great. Yeah. And then um, also uh, Ben Adams from uh, Advocate. So they are working with um, some crazy brands like YouTube and CNN and Uber and um, have built an amazing uh, agency around. Uh, it's going to be sharing how in a post-pandemic world, um, experiential marketing, but how to kind of create unexpected moments through mm. unconventional approaches and how to build relationships through experiences. So that'll uh, be some super interesting perspective um, as well. And sprinkled in throughout the day, we are going to have um, SKUCon stories. So as we alluded to the, what Meg rocked kind of earlier, <laughs> will be some awesome, um, there are always fun little pockets of kind of inspiration and entertainment, uh, people sharing their own kind of experiences from different perspectives. So that'll be awesome. And then we're going to close out the day with David Smith, uh, the CEO of Cotopaxi. And he is honestly one of the most kind of generous, kind 
ambitious, uh, you know, leaders um, out there doing just amazing humanitarian work, but also just like building an unbelievable brand. Like they're looking to rival Patagonia kind of in, you know, the, the outdoor brand um, world. It's got really big kind of growth aspirations um, on the table and doing it in a, you know, a really unique way, like gear with purpose and you know, gear for good that uh, he's, he brings a super interesting perspective. So I think he'll be a, a really inspirational way to kind of end the day and um, we're excited about the whole, the whole lineup. I love that. I love that whole platform that we had um, sticker Bob on last week, a couple weeks ago. I don't know his last name. I, it's some, Gauthier. yeah, Bob it's Gauthier. like some French thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and he has partnered with good humans and kind, I kind just, humans, kind humans. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I literally just bought something off there today because I, it's like an Amazon for these super ethical product products. And it's like all sustainable. And I, I love it. So I put two things in my cart that weren't available and I was like yeah notify me when it is and it did and I just went in and bought it just this morning so very cool yeah I just I love hearing that I think there was good stories people need to hear and people need to be inspired especially now I mean so many of us are just feeling so defeated um Jeff? yeah I think I think what's interesting kind of you know with obviously this wasn't the way anyone kind of wanted to start off you know <laughs> <laughs> They've left me and gone to you. (laughs) We'll just enjoy your your smile, Jeff. (laughs) And the silence. We'll enjoy that. So go ahead. (laughs) Meg, I think that there's there's so much to be excited about kind of going into this year. And you look at kind of the momentum that last year we as an industry kind of closed it with. Like there, there is no question, you know, the industry is back in terms of you know demand, like customers are are super, you know, active again. And you know, supply chain challenges created a whole host of other things, but demand was not the issue, you know, in the in the fall. And I think, you know, heading into to Q1 of this year, I'm super confident that that's going to be back. I think that of anything that you know COVID has taught us that the the power of branded merchandise and what it is that it can do kind of you know in this environment to continue to you know inspire people and make them feel good and make them feel connected to a brand and that overall kind of emotional connection particularly you know at a distance you know um, when people kind of are are virtual that uh, it's just we we work with an incredible medium and I, I could not be more excited for the future of where this industry is going. Hey, Catherine, you, all, you always have such a unique perspective, and I'm, I'm curious your take on this. Um, industry, it feels like it's back, right? And I think a lot of people have shown um, significant growth going into the end of last year, even though the events and stuff haven't necessarily come back. So out of curiosity, do you think it's um, people just remembering the importance of how important marketing is? Is it that they've just figured out how to adapt to this new style of whether it be drop shipping or different types of uh, merch, you know, deliveries, or is it something else? Like, what do you think is has been the key? Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is that it's potentially uh, permanently expanded the pie in terms of how it mm. is that companies think about branded merchandise. And you look at kind of, you know, spend that would have historically gone to events, you know, trade shows, whatever else, you know, was paused during COVID and that that budget, you know, shifted or budget either got cut or part of it shifted elsewhere. And, you know, the rise of HR as being one of the biggest buyers of of promotional merchandise kind of during um, COVID, I think has has opened up a whole new area um, that as they've seen kind of the impact. Um, of that, I don't think that that spend's going to decrease. I think there's a potential mm-hmm. only for it to increase more. So if that's a whole other pocket of budget that is now expanded, and you have events then come back, 
And people are still going to do, you know, things for events, but if they've seen kind of other areas where merchandise has been impactful for them from an ROI perspective, they're not going to cut that budget either. So I think that there's um, a potential, a potential for a very interesting kind of long-term shift in how it is that customers are thinking about the budgets and spend and where kind of uh, brand and merchandise fits into that equation. I always remember your, your uh, session in sessions that I, I listened to about how does it go from 30 to 100, you know, million and spend, and it isn't taking business that's already there. It's expanding the business into a new area. And I, I have to agree that I think we've, we've tapped into a new segment, you know, of, of spend. So and it's I think exciting. That's just, the, that's just yeah. the tip. Like to me, that's just a, it's, yeah, it's, it's the tip of the spear in terms of where the opportunity lies. And I think that as, you know, 2022 begins with, you know, a, um, a whole new thinking, you know, as the whole new budget cycle begins, that there's an even greater opportunity to, to take kind of that, you know, that wedge and be able to expand it further. And, you know, everyone is still kind of questioning kind of how, where, when to spend their budgets and that, you know, whether that's the opportunity to shift spend from that would have historically gone to Google AdWords or whatever else and be able to, to shift that into, you know, a tangible medium. I think that there's still a ton of opportunity to, to really kind of get with clients around strategy and to be able to, to expand that, 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 that wedge and therefore kind of throw the pie. Hey, one big question. Can we still sign up for, uh, for online students? Absolutely. The website's <laughs> already been updated. So nice. uh, the virtual tickets are on sale January 18th, or the January 18th. That's awesome. So yeah, um, and that's on commonskew.com, right? That's where they can get them? Uh, skewcon.com. Or skewcon, okay. You can go to the event section with skewcon.com. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, and everyone... Um, I think it would be just a great opportunity. And I think that kind of, I don't know, do we want to give an industry update, Stephen, that you have, or do you want to discuss that before we? Yeah, I mean, for I think it's probably appropriate. It's kind of breaking in, in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that didn't see, I mean, obviously there's been a, um, a, a fair bit of suppliers and distributors who have pulled out. Um, I know that there was a, a message from uh, Dale yesterday which i think is important to to kind of briefly go over i don't think we should read the full thing but in in basically the there's still a lot of confidence in the event from ppai they think it's gonna it's going to happen uh seems like from every direction that i've seen and and from the messages that i've received through facilis and things that we've seen posted online it, it appears that it's 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 happening so I know there's still a lot of concern. There's a lot of people trying to, as we've seen, get other people's opinions on what they're doing, probably because of the fear of not knowing who is, who's in and who's out from a supplier perspective. But um, the ones that I know for sure from the announcement that was given to us was uh, obviously Sandmar, SNS, Logomark, Vantage, Tau Specialties, and iClick, as long as a few others that will not be there. But um, to what Dale said, there's, you know, there's, 2,000 plus booths, 700 exhibitors still committed, over 9,000 plus registrations. So it's going to be a good event. I don't think there's any doubting that portion of it. Will it be a little bit different? Sure. <laughs> but I think that's kind of a status quo <laughs> with uh, yeah. with the I last year and two. So. Just one thing I'd add there, Stephen, I think that um, you know one of the things that was key in, in Dale's message that he put um, on Facebook is that you know, as an industry, we need to lead the charge kind of on this in terms of trade shows getting back and trade shows are really important to, you know, our industry as a whole. And so, 
you know, for those that are able to be there and are committed to being there, I think that's great. And, and I think it will be kind of, you know, a, a great show it will absolutely be different, but um, there's CPAI is absolutely moving forward kind of with it. And um, I think that hopefully that, that puts a stake in the ground for, you know, next year when things seem a bit more, whatever normal may be in 2020. We've been saying that for two years, <laughs> Catherine. What exactly, you- <laughs> it. exactly it. But, you know, roll with a modified version this year and hopefully be fully back in action kind of next year. But, yeah. you know, I think um, that uh, to continue to kind of, you know, support the industry and support PBAI, that that's, uh, that's really important. Yeah, I mean, it, it, bottom line is it was going to be a different, a different experience regardless. Uh, yeah. You know, so I don't think even, even if, you know, 10% of the exhibitors and registered uh, attendees were to drop off, it's still going to be a very similar event to the way that it was going to be. Uh, so there's no real reason to, to change your mind at this point. I mean, I think it's still going to be a great show, um, but it was going to be a different experience regardless. And uh, I'm, again, very, very much looking forward to going back to a 2020 type of show, uh, you know, where we're all there, we're hugging, fist bumping, whatever, doing the thing. Uh, and that's what I was trying to say earlier is that I can't help but feel like Brendan Fraser in the movie Blast from the Past, where, you know, you just got this whole like, there's stuff going on, but, you know, it feels like a rerun almost. And, uh, you know, then you open the the hatch and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff has changed. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I guess we, and one other small change for next week, um, I guess we should mention it now as well. We were going to go live from the show floor. Um, we still kind of are, but with a little twist. Um, Steven is going to be our, our roving show podcaster <laughs> like charity did during asi orlando um and we are moving the time from uh 12 noon eastern standard to 4 p.m so set your clocks we will be at 4 p.m versus 12 p.m because we're doing it 1 p.m vegas time so that's it the good that's news it. is i'll be on it now yeah that's good <laughs> well i mean good news for like my mom at least you know or you know, all your fans like, can stop yeah. writing in Steph, you were just, you know, building anticipation to, for, to actually for us to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the, the irony of this whole situation is that I, I teased Meg last week because I said, you know, I'm just I'm knocking on wood, like so thankful that it, it hasn't happened to me yet because everybody on this podcast has really had some type of uh, tech or Internet issue. Uh, and I think I, I probably have had like one or two minor situations. But I mean, this was just uh, something else. <laughs> Yeah, Meg, I know how you feel now. <laughs> but I, I, I know there's a lot of people that are probably curious to know like what the show looks like. Uh, maybe they've been reluctant to come back regardless of this week or, or not, but hopefully we'll be able to provide a good perspective um, next week on how it looks, um, how it looks with some of the changes that have been made even in the past week or so, and then just how, you know, what, what's going on in general. So hopefully that'll be a an exciting show regardless so and you'll give uh, those of us the ability who can't be there to like press our noses against the glass yes move over there what's over there <laughs> one of the things that, email that, uh, that you were talking about Stephen, that i think is probably worth mentioning is some of the uh the registration uh updates you know there are uh 2000 booths uh, you know, with 9,000 registered attendees. So even though it is, you know, a little bit smaller than what it was going to be, it's still, like I said, a, a very well attended show. And I think if you're going, you're going to get a, a heck of a lot out of it for sure. For sure. There, there is something to be said. If there's less people, there may be more one-on-one time to talk yeah. a little deeper about stuff, because I know that's one of the things we've always felt rushed. A lot of times, you know, two and a half days feels like a lot, but when there's 3,000 places you got to stop, 
that's a that's it's hard to get into meaningful conversations. So uh, who knows? We'll have to see. It could be less people there too, so it could be about the same. But we'll we'll see. I'm interested to know how that is. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we want to do a uh, a quick rapid fire or a New Year's resolution? What do we? Yeah, thinking? I think I'd like. I would really like to hear what everyone's New Year's resolutions are. I, you know, I would really like to to hear that. Jeff, what's yours? <laughs> I didn't do one. <laughs> okay, how come? You don't believe in them. I don't know. I, I mean, I think most, most people that set New Year's resolutions are done within 15 days uh, anyway. So there's no, you know what we, we do Jeff, in our set head years we, in 16 days. We talk about we talk about things that we're excited about for the upcoming year as opposed to necessary uh, resolutions. So you can do that if you want. OK, what are you excited about, Jeff? Anything new on the horizon? I'm excited about, uh, you know, Delta being gone and Omicron taking over and, you know, it just not being very, uh, you know, very big, you know, it's being, you know, from what we're hearing, it's a lot more like a common cold and stuff like that. So hopefully, you know, there's some light on the, on the horizon with, you know, the, the virus starting to weaken and maybe we can finally all get back to uh, a little bit of normalcy, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steven? I have not set mine in stone yet. However, I really need to make a resolution to clean my office more often. <laughs> I'm just, as I sit here, I'm like, what should, what should my resolutions be? I'm like, I need to, I need to clean up. Like, I just need to like. <laughs> um, yeah, we won't look at my office. I keep this yeah. area clean. <laughs> yeah, that um, more, more dates with the missus we need is, is is on the list um and we've we we talked a little bit about it as a family too we want to go on some hikes so we put like a couple i think we did a we wrote out how many we wanted to try to do but um but yeah we i need to put more pen to paper on this on the resolutions so i like that i like that how about you, how about you meg oh sorry let's like let's oh, let our guests go okay <laughs> <laughs> so um Mark and I are both big planners. We love to kind of plan, love to plan like vacations and, you know, things kind of to look forward to. And I think that's been one of the most challenging things of the past two years is that either things that you plan kind of get, you know, the rug pulled out from underneath you um, or that uh, you just feel like you can't plan anything. And so I think that the resolution is being okay with the fact of you can't necessarily plan, but also for the fact that part of what kind of I think COVID has wrought is the ability to be a lot more flexible. So if you, you know, decide at the last minute, all right, we're going to just pick up and go, you know, do whatever. Like we literally in the span of a couple of weeks in November planned a ski vacation at Banff with the whole family. So we just did that. <laughs> and That's like, awesome. That happened Good. before the holidays and it was awesome. So that's, um, I think just, you know, doing more kind of last minute stuff as opposed to feeling as if it needs to be stuff planned so far in advance. I think that's awesome. And I would yeah. probably resonate with you uh, with the fact that I typically would spend the last couple of weeks of December planning for the following year. And I know we've actually, we talked about that in past episodes, I think probably, mm -hmm. probably around this time last year about planning. And, uh, you know, it's because we think that one thing is going to happen and then just, I mean, look at, look at the show, for example. I mean, we all thought that we were, you know, going and it was going to be a great time and whatever else. And now, you know, that rug's being pulled out from, from under some of us and uh, you know, not all of us, uh, but you know, it's, it, that's, it, it's very hard to, to know what's happening. Everything is a very fluid uh, and, and liquid situation. So you have to be flexible with that. And that's, 
really, I guess, why I haven't decided to, to do anything. I'm just trying to be as flexible as I can and, and do short-term planning. Yeah. Neither about you. Um, so I did women's leadership conference this year. And the one thing that has been just beating against my head, it was something that Joanne Lance said. Were you there, Catherine? I, no, I, I wasn't, unfortunately. Okay, it's okay. Um, she said, invest in yourself invest in yourself, invest in yourself. And so I've been thinking about all the ways I could. <laughs> um, I'm still thinking about it, um, I, but I have started investing in myself um, in, in Adobe Max. I loved learning about the 3D augmented reality. I've been doing that. Um, I've been listening to some, some scientific, um, some podcasts from some scientists on medical stuff. So I can be more armed with facts so I can distinguish the bullshit Sorry, I'm very touchy about this kind of stuff, but yeah, I'm in, I'm investing in myself and and my you know overall big brain getting bigger. You know, should we ask what like podcast to... you're talking about? Um, we can talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> you know, so anyway, but that's what I'm just going to invest in myself. Keep investing in myself, and you know, I, I said yes a lot last year. I don't think I'm going to say no more, but I think I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to be more um, cognizant of where I spend my energy and who takes my energy because mm. I've realized that the older I get, um, the more of an empath I feel like I'm becoming. And I feel like uh, my energy has been sucked. And I know those last two weeks, I feel like I was sick. I was, well, I know we all had the cron, but I was so I don't want to say defeated, but just burned out. I was so exhausted and tired and I don't want to do that to myself. I don't know why y'all are laughing at me, but. <laughs> I, I, I liked your terminology of the cron. That's, the cron and the just... vid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a common cola. We were better now. We took a lot of vitamins. We're good. So, but yeah, so invest in muscle. Right. There you go. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Cool. Awesome. Anything else that we need to add, guys? That's it. I think that's it. Should I you attempt this ad read, or do you guys? I was going to say, do you want to do it? You're you good. I mean, I, I can try, but you guys do might want to have it up just in case. Do it. I still have it up. Go for it. Well, look, uh, it's a good thing that we're not sponsored by uh, Comcast because uh, we wouldn't have anything nice to say about them right now. But uh, we were brought to you by our good friends over at Tervis, uh, and they've been around since 1946 and are celebrating 75 years in business. They started with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double-wall insulated drink where that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation, and they're backed by a made-for-life guarantee, which is awesome. Tervis is the original customizable double-wall insulated drink where that keeps your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold and they're available in several sizes including a 16 ounce mug a 16 or 24 ounce tumbler and a 24 ounce water bottle made from triton plastic made in america lifetime warranty dishwasher and microwave safe and they're also bpa free so go check them out at tervispromos.com and let them know that the industry insider sent you uh not via comcast <laughs> thanks guys all right thank you guys awesome. for doing take this. care thanks great to be on here Yep, Catherine. Thanks for uh, for dealing with my issues, uh, and I'm sure it was probably the best uh, the best podcast that we've had since I wasn't on most. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is awesome. 2022, you guys. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And we'll see you next week, uh, Stephen, live from the show. Can't wait. I'm excited. Good deal.
All right, guys, take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.